what's up guys it's jake smith here and you're listening to the golden era podcast and it's a new era today at the golden era podcast um that's right um you know we have undergone another host shift um so i know it's kind of inconsistent around here but this one's gonna stick i'm excited about it um i have a brand new co-host uh ladies and gentlemen the one the only the dad bod demigod Joey Mayberry. That's me. And you know what I have to say? Honestly? Oh, golden era. <laughs> it's a new era. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, booty O's. <laughs> I oh. am so excited. <laughs> I, I think about Biggie and I get excited. So let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Joey, I am so excited. Um, to have you on the show. For uh, people who aren't familiar with you, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I am, wrestling is life. I'll go ahead and start with there. Pro wrestler since 2013. Of course I had to come and be interested in this podcast because the reason that I got into wrestling was the fiery redhead with the shoulder tattoo herself, Lita. Got me started way back in the day. And, you know, I've been going in professional wrestling ever since. And now I'm hosting Ring the Bell Live each and every Saturday. So you probably know me from there. And I do so much wrestling and so many podcasts that it drives my husband crazy. So it's <laughs> It's one thing we have in common, and you guys are probably going to hear about. I know you guys have heard my stories before about Douglas, my husband, who is not a wrestling fan and is very gracious with how much wrestling crap I put him through. Um, Joey lives the same life. So <laughs> really this could be like torturing our husbands with wrestling, the podcast. So <laughs> I know, but everyone's always just so for it. Cause they're like, Oh wait, yeah. that's your husband. And then they click his Instagram profile. And they're like, Oh, follow. <laughs> <laughs> See, people just usually watch my husband sleeping in my stories. So <laughs> I've seen it so many Hi. times. He, he has a tired. He was standing up in the kitchen asleep the other day. And I was like, I deleted it though, just because um, he was late for work and his boss follows me. So, <laughs> oh, no. so yeah, but well, he's usually late. Hold on. What are you barking at? What's the problem? Okay. Hold on one second, folks. I mean, if it wouldn't be a podcast of mine without a problem, hold on one second. My dog is barking. He knocked his toy under the desk. Oh. <laughs> You know, I would bark too if I knocked my toy under the desk. Since I'm flying solo, I'm going to talk about toys because I have a whole action figure assortment in front of me. There's a Stacy Keebler. I got a Tegan Knox here. Let's see. I'm just riffing about all the toys that I have here. Oh, because... yes. I love it. Well, that was Ralph, everyone. Um, everyone's favorite interrupter of my shows. Um, so anyway, um, <laughs> all right. So anyway, for those of you who are new to the show, tuning in because you saw Joey, you saw Joey's husband, um, this is the Golden Era Podcast. And basically what we're doing is a rundown of the golden era of the WWE women's division. Now, I know I have gotten some smarks in my comments before that's not the golden era hulk hogan time is the golden era not for Ew. the ladies yeah i know i was like hell for the no now in name that is technically the golden era but the women of that era and the fans of the wwe women's division at that time refer to that as the golden era of the women's division hence the name of the show 
because it is the golden era of the women's division. Oh, yes. The 80s golden era. No, I didn't enjoy that. It was Hulk Hogan running around with the skin of a hot dog and the hair of an old Chinese <laughs> man. And no, thank you. This was my golden era. This is what I grew up on. This is golden. And to solidify it, we'll probably talk about the Golden Thong Award later. So, Oh, boom. we will, for sure. It's coming. It's coming. And um, we start everything off with Trish Stratus winning the title just because it was kind of a transitional time in WWE. And plus, I have been told I talk about China a lot. So to avoid that, we're going to after when she left. So... Um, I love that you brought in someone that's just going to talk about Lita. So you're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) So, but basically um, what we're doing is China had left the WWE um, a little after uh, Judgment Day. So I think her contract was up in November. So the women's title had not been seen since her match with Lita at Judgment Day, which is an incredible match if you haven't seen it. Um, My all-time favorite. Same. But um, and Joey's too. Yes. Like, isn't that crazy? Like, I've never met anyone else who loves that match as much as I do. That's amazing. Oh, it was my favorite. It had like the best build, and Lita was like at her like peak of popularity, yes. which we're going to talk about later in the Survivor Series match. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So but anyway. Um. So we, then uh, after China had left, the women's division was kind of in flux. So that took us to Survivor Series. William Regal had announced on the SmackDown prior that the women's title was coming back in a six-pack challenge. It was going to be Lita, Jacqueline, Trish against Molly, Ivory, and Arando, um, who we'll find out <laughs> is shortly. Uh, but, but anyway, let's talk a little bit about Survivor Series as a whole. Um, let's get into it. Um, mm-hmm. So before the women's match, you know, we saw Lita talking to Jeff Hardy in the back. You know, her and Matt have been having some issues, and Lita's bitching to Jeff about it. Would you go to your brother, the brother of the person you're dating, to, like, bitch about them? I don't know if I would. I mean, I think so, because Jeff also had gripes with Matt, and they're a team. Um, can I go ahead and say that I love Lita's way that she'd always be, like, in that distressful thing, like, flip my hair to the side, and I, like <laughs> and I just don't understand what's going on with Matt, you know? He's just been so weird lately. <laughs> I <Hair> love flip. it. <laughs> hair flip. I, I, like, amazing. <laughs> like, but no, you're so right. But then the best part is, like, Jeff just seemed like, he wanted to talk, but also seemed uninterested at the same time. I don't know. It's just crazy. <laughs> because Jeff Hardy was that one kid that everyone knew in high school that barely said anything. And he was just cool and hung out with the group. Yeah. And if you asked him anything, he's like, yeah, okay. That's Jeff Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> Extreme. <laughs> um, well, Matt comes out of the locker room, you know, he is like, you know, we've got a win tonight, yada, yada, yada. Um, but, I mean, the real interesting part of this is after Matt comes out of the Team WWF locker room, by the way, Trish Stratus comes out a second later, and Lita looks a little flustered. Like, she's surprised to see Trish coming out of the men's, we're presuming it's men's, I don't know, locker room. So. Gender-neutral locker rooms were not a thing yet. Um, it's 2001. So, what's going on? I don't know. So I loved the whole Trish Stratus sort of advancing toward Matt Hardy Mm storyline for the simple reason that even as a kid, I just felt so forced, like trying to put the triangle peg into the circle hole. Like, (laughs) like, it's just such high dramaticism. It's like, wait, 
Trish Stratus left the locker room too. Well, they must be having an affair. It's like, whoa, you could be like a gold medalist with the way you jump to that conclusion. <laughs> right? It's like, uh, okay, yeah, she's making a pass. Well, first of all, like her and Lita were like friendly at this time. And Trish mm-hmm. was a baby face. Those those times of being a promiscuous girl, um, Nelly Furtado, are behind her. You know, like she, yeah. she wants to be a competitor now. <laughs> like, so... But it was just kind of weird. And I think it kind of, it was just like another little seed planted of getting Lita to kind of be like wary of Matt Hardy. Yeah, which, I mean, there was so much going on and we'll talk about it probably a little bit later where it was Lita really being concerned with what Matt was doing with Stacy, And then it just also kind of parlayed to Trish. And the whole thing just made it seem like Matt Hardy was running like a, around like a track star. Like. Right. <laughs> well, it just made the cut. Um, so like what on the SmackDown prior to this, Stacy actually got pushed off the apron into Matt Hardy's arms and then he dropped her quickly. Yeah, he was like, he caught her and Stacey was like, automatically went into like, ooh, thanks big boy mode. And he dropped her on her literal ass and then Lita got a 3D from the Dudleys. So, yeah. I mean, like, I'd be pissed if like my boyfriend made that happen for me. So, like. I, I don't know if I would be so mad. I'd be like, hey, look, we did an entertaining spot, my love. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Well, anyway, so there's all that drama going on. Um, but Stacey, speaking of flirtatious um, Duchess of Dudleyville, she's in the back, you know, Test, who is looking really great. I love Test at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, you know, bitching to wardrobe about baby oil or something. And Stacy Keebler comes over and, you know, she's gotten very flirty with him. You know, Stacey and Test were not an on-screen couple yet at this time, but she gives him a firm slap in the ass. Mm-hmm. Would you say this is before the testicles dropped? <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, I'm going to say it is. Um, I maybe Stacey was just feeling him up to see if, you know, he could get a mold of his ass made at Access like she did, you know? So. I would I would have gone to buy it as a kid and yep. It'd be in my memorabilia room. So, (laughs) um, so anyway, Mm. Stacy tests some flirtation, some highlights of something we'd see in a year. So, yeah, um, kind of really interesting. I wonder if they were like planning on having Stacy manage multiple people like Trish was for a little bit um, and then just decided against it. It would have been awesome because they never really did anything, not to talk about the men's stuff, but they never really did anything with Test and that immunity battle royal. Like he won it and then it was just kind of an afterthought. They didn't capitalize it on a year later. So it would have been nice to have like Stacey kind of like bringing that up and been like, well, he's the winner. He's the best of out of all the divisions. And all. Well, speaking of Stacey managing, she's in the corner of the Dudley boys for their match at Survivor Series with the Hardys. Um, um, in a steel cage. I I love Stacy Keebler as a manager because the things that Stacy Keebler does, hands on the hips, turn, turn, pouty lips, and don't forget, <laughs> put your hands up into the air, wiggle your fingers, and then put them back on your hips and nod your head. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I feel like if I was a manager and I very much... This was definitely my approach and definitely one of the reasons my family, like, knew I was gay. So, like, we I used to wear, like, oversized shirts to bed and stuff like that. And, like, when we'd play wrestling, 
I'd be Stacey Keebler and like lift up the back of my shirt, like and like wiggle my butt to like distract people. <laughs> Did you distract <laughs> anyone with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, when we get to WrestleMania 18, I definitely did that distraction too at one point. So, like, yes. uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, so Stacey, like, you know, she's distracting, um, I think it was Nick Patrick was the ref. For this match, I don't know that he's the only WCW ref I know. Um, so yeah, that was but, you are correct, it was Nick Patrick. Yeah, so she, like, you know, she's trying to get involved in the match to steal Cage so she can't do her usual stuff because can't really climb on the apron. And like, I don't think she can hang off the side of the cage and pull her skirt up at the same time. That might be a little tricky. I would love to see it. All right, let's go it, back in. Cirque du Soleil, come on, Stace, like before your t- their time, Cirque so, du Soleil. Ooh! <laughs> I love it. Um, so anyway, so she, um, you know, she shows some booty to Nick Patrick and she gets the keys. Um, and she breaks into the cage and gets a table. Puts a whole ass table into the ring. That's how seductive Stacey Keebler is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was just like, I, I think at the time I was so surprised because you never really saw the women pick up tables. And like, I don't know, as like a kid, I thought they were so heavy for some reason. Like, I was like, oh, she picked up the whole table. Like, Okay, here's the thing that drove me crazy. And it might, I don't remember how I felt watching it as a kid, but watching it to review it this past week as a worker, I'm like, she opened the door, leave the cage. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, this table's, it's unnecessary at this point. And, like, the Hardys were down. Like, just go. Yes. Get your gold. Win. Get the gold. Exit. Immediately. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, um, yeah, so she throws in the table. Dudley's win. Um, Jeff made a stupid movie. He, like, kind of climbed out of the cage, but he did, like, a swanton or, is this swanton or senton? Are they two different Swanton. Things? Swanton. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Swanton. Okay. It's only a senton <laughs> if Dana Brooks doing it. <laughs> um, I always thought like swanton sounded like it should be like some Chinese food menu item. Like <laughs> a swanton bomb is definitely a oh, let's make a drink. Ooh, I'm down. Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> All right, we're doing it. Okay, guys, we're going to get a recipe for swanton bombs. Look for that on the Golden Era podcast account on Twitter, which I think yes. is golden underscore. Actually, why don't I know our name? <laughs> <laughs> it's golden era underscore pod. So if you're not following, follow that side note. We do daily today in history stuff. So if you forgot things or maybe erase things from your memory because they were that scary and cringy. Look for it on the podcast account. We're going to post it. Love it. Um, All right. So now let's move on to some actual women's action of the night. That six pack challenge. It's happening. It's here. It's got, were you like clear what the rules are going into this? Or did you think it was like a six woman tag? Cause I did. Um, It's kind of like a tag. I knew what the rules were going into it. So Basically, it's kind of the four corners tag kind of match where it's two people legal in the ring. You have to tag out. It all made sense to me. I don't think that's the way they should have went about it. I think it should no. have just been six people fighting each other. But yeah, I agree. Like, I don't think there needed to be like a legal person. I would have loved to see it be like even an elimination style thing just to get some more time for the ladies. But I, <laughs> time for the ladies. <laughs> this is the golden era. <laughs> We've got a we've got an immunity battle royal. Al Snow's got to be on the show, people. Oh what are God. you talking about? Um, so anyway, but we get 
this six pack challenge. Trish comes out. I also liked Trish's makeup in this match. She didn't really mm. wear it like this this often, but it was cute. Um, it was very early 2000s looking, like something Paris Hilton would almost style herself as. But I liked That's it. Hot. It's <laughs> so Trish, she's in the match. Jacqueline, she's in the match. Can Lita we just say Jacqueline's theme music is one of the most underrated theme songs ever? It truly is. And it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I convinced my brothers, and to this day, they still believe it. So I convinced them. I'm like, yeah, they, like, edited Jacqueline's music on an episode of Heat. And they were like, they did? And I was like, yeah, like, it starts off with her, like, going, are you tough enough? And then, <laughs> and they legitimately think there's a theme like that that's out there somewhere. Like, I was like, yeah, they were trying to promote tough enough. Like... <laughs> So. I love it. I hope they don't listen. I hope they believe forever. Listeners, please make an edit of that for us. Please, we'd really like to hear it. And I'm not great with audio. That's why we're doing a podcast. But um, so if anyone has that, please send it our way. Yes, um, please. <laughs> but anyway, so Jacqueline's out there. Lita, who, and you know what I loved about Lita at this time? And especially mm. at this time, because crops were usually, unfortunately, pretty quiet for the women. She always got a damn loud ass pop not even just a loud pop like that's on my notes like like Lita's the popcorn pop. was popping in the stadiums like from the noise alone which i know i've read lita's book and this isn't me just being a lita fan this is just me being a pure wrestling fan i know they put we're gonna talk about how Tw trish won it but everyone already knows that Mm -hmm. But Lita was gypped out of that championship when I think she could have really elevated this division to new heights with the popularity that she had because that pop was deafening for Survivor Series. Absolutely. I can, and the thing is, I think everyone thought Lita was going to be... I remember almost being disappointed with the outcome because I thought Lita would be the one to win for sure. Especially because she didn't beat China. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was just like a perfect segue. It was like, okay, yeah, Lita should have been. Because the thing is, I mean, all right, for those of you who don't know, the rumor was that China and Lita were supposed to have a couple months program, I think, ending at SummerSlam with, you know, I think China going heel and Lita eventually winning the title from her, which I know Joey and I would have loved every second of it. Probably have made a podcast of just China and Lita the feud and talked about the same damn feud that went on for three months or something so i don't know so like so but uh yep. but anyway it didn't happen alas but um but lita you know she, it's amazing with the pop she was getting the reaction she was getting and i know um like joey mentioned you know like in her book she talks more about it um that you know she didn't she was over enough and it, she didn't so, need the bell but yeah but as fans we felt she did need it so <laughs> I just, at the grand scheme of things, being able to look back on it now, I think if they would have put that belt on her, we would have seen a monumental like rise in the women's division. Because I think Trish was able to do it. But if they would have gave it to Lita, I think it would have been, we could have got that main event on Raw so much sooner than we did. Totally. The thing is, Lita was miles ahead of Trish in the ring at this time. Um, Trish definitely, obviously, she came into her own. Um, and she is one mm -hmm. of the best of all time. Um, but early days of her title reigns, you know, like she, and I think she did admit it as well. She was still learning um, and she mm -hmm. put in the work ethic for sure. But Lita, I think was already, was already there. So I think she could have really helped out. I don't, I don't know, it, but it is what it is. Um, 
we obviously got amazing matches out of Lita as well, but uh, it, it would have been cool to have her see her have this moment at Survivor Series. But mm-hmm. we're, we're still happy for Trish. Um, we haven't even so talked also, about the Alliance ladies yet. <laughs> no, let's get to the Alliance ladies. And actually, one of my favorite gears of hers, Ivory, is in the. And I love this theme of Ivory. It sounds like a Dove soap commercial. I love, love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not the Dove soap. <laughs> Leave Such your skin a, silky actually, smooth. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely my favorite of Ivory's themes, which is so weird to say because whenever I tell people that, they're like, "It's probably her worst." But like, I loved it. I mean, no, the worst is the right to censor theme song. Oh just yeah, by oh, far. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. I actually, I think her worst is whatever her last one was and the current one she's using now. Like, <laughs> I don't know exactly what the theme was. I know what theme you're talking about, but as soon as you started doing that, I just started thinking of the Trash in the Camp song from Tarzan. <laughs> you guys are going to be getting a lot of our renditions of theme songs on this show. So yes. if if you hate it, unsubscribe now. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so Ivory's out there. Then Mighty Molly is out there as well, looking fierce. And she has, you know, Molly was not getting the credit she deserved at this time. She was really helping a lot of the girls look really great. And like Trish, you know, I know Trish was having some matches with her prior to Survivor Series um, that really, I think, helped Trish in the ring. Um, Molly, such an unsung hero of the division. Such an unsung hero. And you know what Molly Holly does better than anyone in wrestling, period? Molly Holly hits the prettiest fireman's carry you've ever seen in your entire life. So good. So Mm -hmm. good. Um, But anyway, so yeah, Mighty Molly is out there. Um, I kind of wish they had given her some new gear for this match. Um, When she was Mighty Molly, she kind of wore the same thing all the time. Of course, she's a superhero. They wear the yeah, same things. But Hurricane had some variation to his outfit every once in a while. It would have been cute to like give her like an all pink one, like you know with like black and I don't know. And I just, you know, me, I I'm looking at the gear. You see all the other girls getting new gear all the time. I don't think Lita like ever wore the same thing like around this time like twice. Maybe a Hardy shirt, but like she always had something new, I feel like. Oh, always something new until she found those camo pants. And then we never got rid of the camo pants. Oh, yeah. That was a lot. So (laughs) I did notice, I think it was, oh, it's the next night on Raw. Never mind. I was going to say she wears her final count outfit pants, the figure from her final count. She was wearing those pants in the next (gasps) night on Raw. um, I I noticed those little damn stars. Um, But anyway, so, and then. You know, who is the final woman? Wishful me was thinking China had negotiated a contract return and was coming back. Or Medeja from WCW got picked up. Medeja? I love, I love, you don't remember Medeja? Scott Steiner's girlfriend on the on WCW? No, I did not watch it. So Lita brought <gasps> like I didn't watch WCW. Oh, Joey, okay. All right, hold on. I got to get a new co-host. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> No, so anyway, but Joey, I'm going to send you some clips of some of the women of WCW. Here's the thing. Not many of them were wrestlers, but I loved the characters. Medeja was like, I don't really know what she was. She was just like sexy. And she was like Scott Steiner's girlfriend or whatever. And then Gorgeous George, who was like one of Macho Man's like ladies. Um, with um, I remember Gorgeous George. Yes, I loved her. Um, 
Yeah, like I don't like um when uh Charmel was Paisley, um and she was with she was like had like a prince gimmick with um Prince Iakea, who was like I think then known as the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea. So yes, I do know <laughs> um, um but and then AC Jazz. Sky! AC Jazz. So literally <laughs> the only WCW or ECW person that I knew because I only watched WWF was I knew about Daphne. So I thought it was going to be Oh, Daphne. hell. Oh, I would have screamed. I'm so mad. They had her for like a second in like 2003, but I'm so mad they didn't pick up Daphne right away. I, that was my one gripe about this whole alliance thing is like Stacey and Tori were really the only women they kept when there was a plethora of entertaining women in WCW that they, I would, I wish they would have brought in bootleg China Asia who also spelled it with a Y um, mm-hmm. So I was, I was like, this is pretty clear what's happening here. Um, and well, could you imagine if they would have brought Medusa? Oh my god, I, it would have been amazing. Medusa, think of the matches Medusa could have had with like Ivory and Lita. Like it would have mm-hmm. been, and she could still go at that time. So it would have been awesome to see Medusa. In the ring. And but like as Medusa, I'm not a big fan of the Alundra character. I loved her as Medusa though. Um, with like little red, white, and blue, like in the little like clip and highlights and stuff. Um, yep. But big fan. Um, why is that the second time like we've done a show this week and clip and highlight like hair things have like come into, I don't know. But um, yay, women's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but um, yeah, so anyway, but the WCW women, the mystery woman is Jazz who, you know, I don't think a lot of the audience was familiar with at this time. Nope. I knew who she was just from the ECW video game. Because, um, like, I didn't really watch ECW either, but I had an interest in her right away because right. she was a dominating badass. She came in right away and speared Lita, like, out of her pants. Yeah. And she was huge, too, which was like, oh. Yeah. You know, on commentary, though, Paul Heyman tried to sell her, like, a million bucks. Like, Paul he Heyman. He really did. Like, she walked out, he was, like, just screaming accolades at her. He was giving it his all. The thing that I think would have really, really set this apart is if they would have kind of highlighted women from these Mm -hmm. other brands and kind of let the audience know that they're possibilities. You know what I mean? Like, show, like, a package. But, like, the women of WCW, the women of ECW, the men of WCW, just kind of give an overall of who might show up. No, that honestly, that would have gone a long way because I think a lot of the audience, like you said yourself, Joey, you didn't watch WCW or ECW. Mm-mm. So I think like a lot of the audience was in the dark. I watched WCW because I have two straight brothers and they made me watch like, you know, Jeff Jarrett or like whatever the hell was going on in WCW at that time. Um, and I was interested in Miss Hancock. Um, so Miss Hancock. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that sounds like hers. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, but like anyway, uh, it was it probably was confusing for a lot of fans. I didn't, I wasn't as familiar with a lot of the ECW guys. Um, I didn't really watch that. I did. I did know though. She came later, but I was disappointed. John Murray wasn't there because I did know her from ECW because yeah. I had seen clips of her and I was like, I like her. So. Um, I liked her, and then, you know, a little on down the road when ECW pops up and returns to WWE, and they didn't bring Dom Marie for that show, then I was upset about it. Same. It, honestly, it's repulsive that they didn't bring in Dom Marie for the rebrand of ECW. How are you going to have ECW without... Did they bring anyone back? Did they brought Francine back Francine. for a second. Yeah, she was there for like a second, right? 
Yeah, and she got called ugly, fat, and pregnant by Ariel. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Look who it is, Francine. Yes, I just remembered it. That promo lives (laughs) rent-free in my brain to this day. Oh, Ariel's such a treasure. Um, but anyway, um, so anyway, let, let's talk about the match. Let's talk about the match. <laughs> so uh, honestly, this was such a fun, and I love a multi-woman match in WWE. Um, mm-hmm. I know they don't get a lot of love from a lot of fans, but I thought this was such a fun match. And honestly, it re- everyone really got a spot to showcase their talent for a second. For a second, because this was a really short match. It was quick. Like, when you seven it, minutes, I was surprised how short it was. Because in my head, like it's a classic for sure. I mm-hmm. think any women's wrestling fan will say that. Um, but it really, it was not a long match. No, all. but the thing that I think this era of women's wrestling was really, really good at was they were given such short amount of time. Which is the same as like when you say the Divas era, when it was at the Divas Championship and they were getting yeah. the same length of matches. They weren't as good as this era with filling that time. Because right. yeah. these women came in, everything meant something and every move was crisp and they were on this like next level of chemistry with each other during this era. And it really showed in this match. I think the thing is too that also stood out is you knew what each of these women were about. Um, like you knew who they were, you knew what their character was, you knew if they were face or heel, which is one thing that was confusing in the Divas era a lot of the time. Um, and you, you had a reason to care about what they were doing one way or another. They all, I feel like a lot of the women at least got some sort of backstage segment once a month, at least where you kind of knew who they were, what they were doing, like whether it was like Ivory, just like talking to someone even. Um, so it, it, you had a reason to be more invested. And like you said, Joey, these women knew how to fill the time. Do you have any favorite spots or moments of this match? Oh, the best spot of this entire match was um, Jackie and Lita teaming together to do that assist. And then Jackie turning on Lita just so loved and the crowd reacted to it too which i loved like they were like they were surprised to see jackie turning out and i think that was a good reminder too like hey uh anything goes it's every one woman for themselves this isn't a team thing yeah exactly because it felt like a team thing because you even had the wwf women enter separately first and then you had the alliance women all come out and yeah. it just felt more like a six-woman tag match than it did an actual six-pack challenge at the beginning. Because you even had, you know, like, Jazz and Ivory and them cheering on the Alliance yep. whenever they were in the ring. And then finally, once Jackie made that turn is when it all broke down and all got kind of serious and melded together a little bit better. For sure. It definitely, um, after Jackie turned on Lita in the match, business really picked up. I love... I love any women's match where everybody gets to hit their finisher or signature move. So mm-hmm. I was really happy to see a moment like that in this match for all the girls. Um, I love the poison ivory, first of all, too, which is like basically the Bella Buster, um, the nose job. Um, so I but love she that. She puts ivory. that stank on it. Oh, I used to do this move. I had like one of those backpacks, like a rolly bag, and I used to do it on my rolly bag, and I did it so hard one time that the bag broke and like it slid down. <laughs> so like <laughs> <laughs> I love that you did it to a rolling bag. Oh, we used to hard. beat up the rolling bag. Like it, my brothers and I would like take turns doing moves, and mine, I loved. I did like poison ivory, and then like it broke. <laughs> but um, 
it, it, it was great. And, you know, the Molly go round. Um, which was, she hit it on Jazz. And Jazz just called her because Molly landed on yeah. her feet and she looked confused. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I think, you know, this was new for Jazz. I wonder how much notice Jazz had coming into this, too, because she, I don't know if she was originally, she wasn't in the Alliance, really. So, like, I don't know mm -hmm. how, if she was, when she was signed, like, dirt sheets weren't really a thing then. So, like, um, I'd be interested to know how short notice she had coming into this. But, um, but anyway, um, I, Lita, it looks like she was actually going to win it because she hit the twist of fate and the moonsault. I know. And I was ready for, I remember that Same. as a kid, like I was like ready to yell. And then I did yell. They broke it up and I was so mad. I was, Oh my God. I, I can't believe that happened. Um, You know, Trish, then she comes in kind of like an awkward moment for a second. It looked like she was going for the bulldog, but like then ivory didn't move. Um, mm -hmm. And then Trish like flips over her. So I think there was probably some sort of thing that kind of got lost in translation here, there, where like Ivory was supposed to try to attempt something and Trish did it. I don't know. But um, but Trish does, she hits the satisfaction and she wins the match. And I remember being shocked. I remember being mad. I was so <laughs> mad. I wanted Lita to win it. I wanted that. The crowd wanted it. And like even JR, when Trish was going for the covers, like, you gotta be kidding me. Like <laughs> <laughs> It was nice to see, though, despite Lita being the favorite going in, I think the crowd gave Trish, like, a nice reception um, at the same time. I, th I think she was slowly becoming a fan favorite. Oh, yeah. Um, when she got finally tagged into the match, that little pop. Oh, yeah. She got a nice little pop, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, it was definitely, like, you know, it was great to see. And it was, it was, it's kind of funny now because I can't believe I even looked at her like this. At that time... I definitely thought of like Trish as like kind of like a Stacy Tory, like more eye candy, not necessarily like a wrestler wrestler. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So, and I'm I'm so I'm so amazing. Just a testament to the hard work Trish puts in that she was able to prove everyone wrong, um, mm -hmm. which is honestly like model turned wrestler is always my favorite type of woman. Um, so it was just awesome. It, it was awesome and kind of like the start of a real story for Trish Stratus um, to see her win this match, and especially as the real underdog going into this. Yeah, it was a really well-told story. Just didn't like the ending. And that's just mm -hmm. me being a mark. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, things continue. Team WWF wins at the end of the night. So the Alliance is no more. Deborah's cookies are going back on the shelf. They are gone. Um, oh, no, but not the cookies. The cookies! But don't worry, the Alliance members will work their way back in unexplained usually. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, but anyway, the next night on Raw, we're kicking things off with a women's championship match. Trish is a fighting champion, mm -hmm. and she's going to defend it against the woman whose man she was having a conversation with <gasps> at Survivor Series. Not a conversation. Yes, conversing. Actual conversing. Inappropriate. <gasps> oh my God. Um, you know, if I was Lita... I'd skin her alive. But anyway. <laughs> How um, dare you speak to my man? So you didn't ask permission. <laughs> so Lita and Trish are going to have a women's title match. And, I, I, you know, honestly, I was surprised we got this match for free, like on Raw. Like, mm -hmm. this is a pay-per-view um, type match. I would have thought they would have built up to a little bit more. But, hey, Trish's first night as champ, she's going to defend against Lita. I mean, she did. She... Are we talking about the match just yet, or are we just talking about the story here? Because we can we can talk about the match. Let's talk about the match. Oh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, girl, that was rough. It was 
you know, I think Trish looked better in the Survivor Series match because she was very protected at that time, having more women to take spotlight. But this was her first, like, you know, she's top of the division, one-on-one. There were a lot of miscues um, Mm -hmm. in the match, I think. And, you know, Trish was still, was still learning. So, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to falter too much. I think the miscues were bad, but um, Mm -hmm. it, they tried to cover it up where they could. It was just, but it was, it was tough to watch. It was tough to watch. And I don't know if it was tough to watch by like just the standards of today, because the women of today, are just yeah. so crisp and so clean. And then you watch stuff like this and the, you know, it seems wonky to us and it seems like it's not that the best right. match, but the crowd is so invested and so for it. Like they didn't care that spots got messed up. They just cared that Lita pushed Trish's arms up and started throwing punches and they popped for it. Right. So like that's just a testament to how over these women were because if you can just do that even if the match isn't that great that just means you've already made it there's nothing else you need to do i don't like even looking back on this i was like i don't remember thinking there were any problems with this match when i watched it back in the day like i was mm-hmm. like oh hell yeah trish and lita are like having a women's title match um so it's just like it's kind of funny like like you said and that's a very good point you know like comparing it to what we're used to today it's mm-hmm. it's odd to go back and watch these things especially you know like the story career of trish stratus and lita i think you expect every match to like be a classic yes so, exactly you know, and really the only spot that came out of this match that was like classic iconic was trish pushing lita off the rope and into oh that it barrier. was so good um you know, Lita is like the queen of extreme for like doing high risk moves, but taking them as well. Um, oh, Lita got the crap kicked out of her so ooh. often. Ooh, girl, there's going to be some stuff we talk about on this podcast that we're going to be like, "Is Lita dead?" Um, but so, uh, but anyway, yeah, tr- Lita gets thrown off. That really is the highlight of the match, to be honest. And you know, the crowd was so into that too, like Trish mm-hmm. pushing Lita off. Um, but it's kind of weird though because Matt, like throws her back in the ring when she's like not even conscious really yeah and, she, and he's like go fight <laughs> yeah and she she get trish backslide pins her and wins the match and it's just like okay matt kind of just cost lita the title he really did and it's not the first time that matt cost lita the match or the title especially in this entire storyline and you know i'm trying to think about how i feel about matt hardy in this because as a kid i was like i hate this guy he keeps yeah. ruining Lita's matches. He's driving me crazy. But looking back at it now, it seems a bit like Matt Hardy wasn't getting much direction. And he was kind of making this character up as he went along, like watching it back. Yeah. No, I don't think it was like, he was really clear. You're absolutely right. It's, just, it's so weird. Were you, were you like one of those people? So I, I definitely remember like when I was a kid, like I was on like this like, Forum, like action figure resource or some shit like mm-hmm. and um everyone like it was probably like people like our age now but like they were like lita should be with jeff not matt it doesn't make sense like <laughs> like it's you because i didn't think i didn't care who lita was with yeah. but i definitely looked and was like if i had to pick one <laughs> i would pick jeff like because, no lie, did anyone growing up that was interested in males watching wrestling at that time not have a crush on Jeff Hardy? He wasn't for me. <gasps> yes. I, 
No, I mean, I was like, I had weird taste. I like like Steve Blackman, <laughs> like and um, uh, Val Venus, but only when he was with Trish with the white trunks. Um, you kind of look like Steve Blackman. <laughs> Uh, oh my god! And I did like when Grandmaster Sexy used to do the spot where his pants fell off. So, <laughs> oh my god, just the awkward not being out phase of myself watching wrestling whenever so uncomfortable. Yeah, like when someone's butt show and you're just like trying not to look like you're interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was so funny because like in high school too, like my locker was like plastered with like divas photos and stuff, mm-hmm. and like people were probably like, "Oh my god!" Like all these like sexy girls. I'm like, "Oh no, I like." her bikini like 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 i like i want it like, <laughs> like let me tell you about how i want to be her while you look at this picture of lita with this bikini with holes and clothespins <laughs> all over it <laughs> like this one like she like bends over when she enters the ring and sometimes i do that so, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but um no I, I hear what you're saying though i think definitely like everyone I remember, like, the girls, like, when I would, like, go to shows, like, would, like, lose their shit for Jeff Hardy. And when like, you take shirt off? Oh, my, oh, my God. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, good times. But anyway, um, so, so Trish retains the title. She's a fighting champion. More problems for Lita and Matt. Yikes. Um, also on Raw, Stacey Keebler is at ringside. She doesn't really do much, but she looks great. And I just like to mention Stacey Keebler because I love Stacey. So. Okay, let's do the Stacey Keebler taunt dance, everyone. Hands on the hips, <laughs> pouty face, hands in the air, hands on the hips, twist it, twist it. <laughs> yes, I love it. You know, and it's funny too, though, because I'm watching this and I don't remember the camo skirts being so long. I thought they were like barely there as a kid. I don't know. I mean, maybe I, I have different definitions of long and short, but like. But... I missed what you said was long and short. No lie. The uh, camo skirt she would wear. Like, I was like. Oh, yeah. I was like, these look longer than I remember them being. Like, I was like, for some reason, I thought they were like ginger spice short, where like you can almost see a little bit of her underwear. Like. I think that she did do like stuff that sometimes? was that short sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, it's in my head. Like, it was always that. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so also on Raw, you know, the losers of the Alliance show up, Stephanie and Shane McMahon. Um, you know, they, Vince McMahon is in the ring. He's gloating about his win. He wants his kids to come out. No fanfare, no music. Disappointing because it was probably going to be close to one of the last couple months we would have heard my time. Um, but, um, but anyway, and Stephanie's amazing Tron at that time. I loved the like crimped hair in the video and stuff. And she's like against that Same. chain link fence. Oh my God. I loved it. So good. I missed the video games where I could preview the Trons. I haven't played the new ones. So I don't know if you still can. Um, I don't think so, but I haven't played a WWE game in so long because it's Either. kind of like, I do this in real life. I don't want to make it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I loved like I when I had um like Raw two and Raw one or whatever like for the Xbox like I used to like play with my figures and play the Trons on the TV, um when they would come Me too. out. Oh, so good! It was better than No Mercy and WrestleMania two thousand though because the, those ones were like crappy videos where it was like every couple seconds it would move like. <laughs> so I loved those and. I almost love them as much as I loved this segment with Vince and Stephanie. Yeah, I have to go on a little bit of a rant here because this segment is another one of those lines that lives rent-free in my brain, like forever. I say it all the time. 
like say goodbye to daddy's little girl has (laughs) just earwormed me forever because Stephanie McMahon, no lie. Look at her from when she first debuted to now. You've never seen a bad Stephanie McMahon promo or a bad Stephanie McMahon segment. That woman is professional wrestling. She is so good. She really like is so, and she grows her character. It's so funny too though, because um, like Doug's familiar with like, my husband is familiar with Stephanie now. And like, whenever I'm watching old clips, he's like, that's Stephanie. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, she, this, this was her character. But I'm like, yeah. Like, I was like, she was like a whiny bitch. Like, <laughs> Vince McMahon, a whole crowd of people calling my daughter a slut. Couldn't <laughs> be more brown. So, like, but it's so funny. Like, Shane, like, he he leaves. He's like, better man one. Boring, boring. Bye bye. Um, so then Stephanie is like, all, Daddy. I'm really sorry, Daddy. When I said I wanted you to die, <laughs> Shane told me to say it. <laughs> Shane told me to slap Mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! But it's so, and it's classic Stephanie McMahon when she grabs his leg when security comes out. To <laughs> oh my goodness! That. I'm so glad that he stopped the music when it was playing just so he could get that line out. Because that line is so iconic because the crowd just popped. They were eating it up. I don't think there's a character in the history of professional wrestling that's been as, um, I mean, not like Eva Marie level of hatred, but like just generally hated because they're such a good character as Stephanie McMahon. Right, yeah, like that's like a totally different. Like people don't like Eva Marie because she's Eva. Like, yeah. but like Stephanie, like she played that character so well, and it was such a turn too. Like from when she first came in, and she would wear like the oversized blouses and like the pencil skirts, like and like just really like turned that around into this uber bitch and such a bitch owned it. So she was so good. Um. And it, but this was so such a satisfying face getting the win over the heel moment to see her carted out of the arena like that and just screaming. She's so good, iconic, oh, so literally good. iconic. Um, so speaking of iconic, let's move on to SmackDown. I think everyone has heard of this match. It's mentioned constantly um, for good and bad reasons. Um, but anyway, so, so on SmackDown, Trish Stratus is going to defend the women's championship again. And she is doing a backstage interview. She's accepted a challenge from Stacey Keebler to a gravy bowl match. Gravy bowl. Gravy bowl. Um, so, you know, she is, I, I don't really think they were hundred percent clear what they wanted to do with Trish at this time. Like it was like, okay, we want her to be the wrestler champion, but we also want her to be, you know, like the sexy girl, you mm-hmm. know, cause like, this was definitely like, you know, like a sexy girl, like, um, kind of match. Um, and she's talking about having clingy clothes on backstage. I love Trish because mm-hmm. she is, no light with the way that she owns her sexiness and owns her body. Yeah. She's doing like the rated R version of what Bianca Belair is doing today. Like yes. she's just exactly like, I'm the sexiest. I'm the best. I'm the most entertaining. I'm Trish Stratus. And it's, I love it. I thought that promo was so well done. And what, what I love too is like, Trish is kind of one of those where like, where she'll do whatever was asked and do it well. 
mm-hmm. too. You know, like she won't half-ass it. Like we've heard like the girls talk about like, yeah, I hated like going out there and wrestling in a bikini or doing this. I'm sure like Trish wasn't thrilled to do it too, but she looked like, hell yeah, I love doing this shit. Like whenever she was out there and she owned it so well. Which, and I think that's what inspired me to want to like wrestle because I love the sexiness and yes. I love the camp. I mean, I'm a gay man, sexy in camp. It's what happens. <laughs> so watching her do that, like it's still my dream. And if anyone's listening that runs a wrestling promotion, Tommy Purr, who I host Tops and Bottoms with, and I are clamoring that someone will put us in a gravy bowl match together. So if you're running a wrestling promotion, please let us know because Tommy Purr and I will have a gravy bowl match at your promotion. Let me know what the consistency is like of the gravy <laughs> in there. Like, all I know is if I dip my finger in it and I taste it and it don't taste like KFC, someone's getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> this is Boston Market lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no so but like uh so anyway trish but like that's so funny though like that you said that because that's like the excuse well not the excuse but the answer i kind of give when people are like i think like as gay men whenever we tell people who don't watch wrestling yeah i love wrestling but i love the women Mm -hmm. you know like i think people are usually like oh really like i'd watch it for like the hot guys and i'm like i mean yeah like they're there but like that's not my main interest i think you know like like joey just said like as gay men we love the sex appeal we love the athleticism like it's just kind of like a great combination of all this very gay stuff like <laughs> well we love the gay we love the camp we love the sex yeah. appeal like if you listen to like a gay guy or like describe the men like the males they like it's rick flair sean michaels chris jericho right. the ones who bring that sex appeal and the campiness to their character right oh i love it but um anyway so so this match which honestly I personally love. It's not a wrestling classic, but um, Stacey... shut your mouth. Yes, it is. <laughs> Stacy Keebler and Trish Stratus in a gravy bowl match. Um, Stacy comes out in something I would probably wear to Thanksgiving dinner, like a sparkly pink, like mini dress. Um, and then Trish comes out wearing that clingy black dress with like a purple jacket, and they literally sit down to have Thanksgiving dinner, like at a like long ass banquet table. <laughs> Like watching Trish in that dress, and I'm just like thinking of the Spice World movie. Like, what are you gonna wear today, Victoria? A little Gucci dress, the little Gucci dress. I know. How about the little Gucci dress? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. So remember, like that scene in the trailer for Spice World. Like that's not actually in the movie, but it's like they were like walk out of the bathroom stalls, and Victoria's like, "Is my dress too short?" No, and then she hikes it up a little bit more. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I was so sad it wasn't in the movie. But anyway. Too. Um, um, but so the the girl, Stacey gets into it right away and she throws mashed potatoes full on across the table at Trish. And then they like get into it. And I won't lie. I quite enjoy the spot where Stacey drags Trish across the whole table and throws her to the ground. I do too. Also, I don't know why, but just putting a bowl of cranberry sauce on someone's head seems like the most fun thing <laughs> in the world. I'm so down for it. Like, I was just like, I feel bad for whoever prepared this exquisite meal, but like... <laughs> he says in his best Moira Rose voice. <laughs> but like, it's just, but anyway, but they end up into the gravy, which is, it seems very liquidy. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, like, it just seemed like water was. Some yeah, water. I was like, this seems half-assed. Like, like it's like they started probably putting gravy in. And we're like, this is gonna be pricey. Like, just fill it with water. It's fine. Well, also, here's the thing that I do worry about. It's the same thing that I worry about with the pudding match with mm. Candace and Molina that happened mm. way down the road. It's when you hit something that's consistent and viscous, it's just a, like, Ooh. that's what your skin's going to do. So I'm glad they gave them a little bit of liquid. Yeah. Ooh, someone could, actually, someone could have probably gotten hurt. Could you imagine my career ended in a gravy bowl match? Um... Yes. Yes, I could. Honestly, yes. Um, but like, there was swan song, like, taking the bow in the <laughs> So, um, I mean, they, they just kind of, like, you know, hit each other a couple times. Uh, Trish does get an Alabama slam on Stacey in the match, which was pretty cool to see. Um, mm. And um, she, uh, she kind of just, like, squeezes Stacey's head, right? To, like, win this thing? He, pr- or... What did she drown her? Oh my god, I took notes. I swear I took notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was like a vice grip or something. I don't really know like what yeah. it was. It was not something she ever did again. But she tapped in the gravy though. She tapped in the gravy. Um, and you know, Trish wins. She walks up the ramp. Um, one of my favorite clips, and I forgot how much I love this little thing. And Trish is so good at adding in these little like funny cutesy things all the time that just really make great clips for video editors if anyone's ever looking but as she's walking up the ramp she rubs her tummy and goes yummy (laughs) (laughs) oh my god because she absolutely did not eat a thing so good. I um, just came to your dinner. I wrecked the table and I threw your um, friend in gravy. Thanks. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs> um, and Stacey, you know, she's pissed. She's the heel. She throws the ref into the gravy. Um, poor thing. He didn't ask for that. So. <laughs> yes. And also, this was iconic and so much better than watching the divas dressed up as pilgrims and Indians. Yes. Uh, and much less offensive. Um, yes. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So, classic match. Um, and crazy that was for the women's championship as well. Um, so, I mean, I don't find it too crazy because we literally did think, just get out of the era yeah. where the cat was winning the title in a pool. Yes, and going topless. Um, well, I think I think like looking back. What? Sorry, I worded that wrong. Compared to like now, I oh, like, yeah. ima- like imagine like Rhea Ripley and gravy. Like, <laughs> this is my Thanksgiving face. <laughs> Pass the turkey. <laughs> Please, I would love it. I would love something like that. It doesn't even have to be with the women. Give me the men. Give me some kind. Gimmick hey, matches yeah. are dying. Like you know, bring that back because that's it's entertaining. It doesn't yeah. have to all be about in ring competition. Bring it back the, to entertainment. Exa- thank you. Uh, that's like one of my biggest arguments. Whenever people are like, "How do you like that crap?" Like I'm like, I was like, "Hey, there's something different for everyone in wrestling, and if you don't like it, that's fine. But don't go pee. Come yeah. back later. Like exactly. Like don't shit on people who do appreciate something you necessarily don't. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but also on SmackDown, you know, the Lita Hardy's drama is continuing. Matt is re-watching Survivor Series when Jeff was so stupid and did that swanton off the cage instead of winning the match. And Lita just turns off the TV. And then like she goes into a tirade about, like, you don't care about us. 
Come on, Matt. What about our relationship? No, important things like family and us. us. (laughs) Hair flip. Matt. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Lita's. And you know what? Good for her because we haven't really seen Lita like get pissy with Matt yet. So, I'm glad she's putting her foot down. Oh, finally. Because honestly, you know, Matt Hardy is a really good character when he wants to be annoying. But he's like, I'm going to be an annoying boyfriend. He did it. I was like, oh, I don't like this guy. So <laughs> kudos. Kudos, Matt Hardy. Um, yeah, and, and plus, like, honestly, like, for, for me anyway, I usually side with women in any sort of argument situation. So, you know, good for um, Lita for taking it to him. Um, what? Hold on. The dog is barking. What, Ralph? What did you do? It's on the floor. Get, oh my god. He's like, so literally, here's the situation for you, those of you who can't see, because I'm not editing this out, because that takes too much time. Um, the dog is barking because his Kong is on the floor, literally in front of him, and he doesn't want to jump off the chair to get it. So, <laughs> Oh, that's a mood. I relate he to is, that. Oh, we honestly, we messed up somewhere, well, everywhere, with like, raising him, because like, he is like the biggest little prince, like, he's like, I want this, I want that, I will bark at other dogs if I see them on the street, because they're in my way, like, so. You raised a diva. I did, I, hey, it's appropriate, um, but, um, yeah, so anyway, so lead up, Matt, problems ensuing, this is going to go somewhere, so that was, is what went down for the first week of Trisha's title reign, this first week of the golden era, um, but we have another little tidbit for you. Um, so Joey and I are big collectors of women's wrestling action figures. We love them. Joey's desk in front of me is literally filled. With, oh, Joey and I are both holding a China action figure. Oh, we're holding the, the same one. Same one. <laughs> um, from her WrestleMania 17, the new Mattel one, um, which is beautiful. And literally I've been dreaming of this since they put out that like bootleg looking one of her in 2002. Um, hold on. Hold on, I just have to get this stupid toy. Hold on, Joey, entertain the <laughs> listeners. Hold on. So, what we're going to talk about today is we're going to highlight. Never mind. It was his peacock he dropped, which is hard to pick up for him. So. Oh my god. So what we're going to do is we have planned to highlight one action figure um, during the show in a segment that we would like to call "Figure This." And yes. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, today's figure is the one and only Molly Holly figure. Woo! I'm so bitter about it. <laughs> Tell us why. Tell us why, Joey. So I've been trying to get, I have this figure back at home. It's with my parents in the Carolinas. But when Molly turned heel, I cut her hair and I colored it red. <gasps> so did I! Yes! <laughs> so she's sitting back at home looking all busted. So I ordered a new one. And um, it was coming from the UK. And it never got to me. So I was like, okay, cool. So I was like, you know what? I'll message the the guy. And he got real testy with me because I was like, hey, it hasn't arrived yet. And they were like, well, it said it did in the tracking number. I was like, okay, well, it didn't. And we got in this argument of like, well, it said it arrived. I'm like, well, it didn't. So what do I do? And after that, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to buy another one off eBay. So I bought another one off eBay. That one um, didn't arrive either. And then I looked at it and realized that eBay auto-filled the wrong address in um, my order. So it was going across the street. So I've been in a never-ending two-week battle trying to get this Molly Holly figure to my house. (laughs) So ladies and gentlemen, please say a prayer that Joey receives these Molly Holly figures 
And also, if you have one, send it to Joey. Please do. Well, I just talked to the lady at the post office today. She called my phone. This is how pressed I've been about it. The post office called me. (laughs) (laughs) Did you call about a Molly Holly figurine? (laughs) The pigtails can come off easy, that one? (laughs) Yes, that one. This one I want, though, because it's still in the box. This is brand new Oh, shit. With the weights? With the weights, yeah. Shit. So this one I'm like, okay, please deliver. The other one was loose. This is brand new. So I've been trying to find it, but they called me today. It should have arrived today. It didn't. Hopefully I get her tomorrow. All right. Well, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, the, like Joey said, this is Molly's only figure. So this is a, it's a big deal that he gets this. Um, um, can I go ahead and drop a tidbit? Because I happen to know a few people in the action figure industry. She's supposed we, to get another one? We are getting an elite Molly Holly. <gasps> Later on this year, you're hearing. Do it we first. know what? Do we know what year? Do we know what era? It's the same one. It's going to be cousin Molly okay. era. So okay. we're getting. I can li- I can live with it. You know, as, as long as it's not like that weird era between when she was Mighty Molly and dyed her hair, where like her Titantron and her Hall of Fame shirt and that render mm-hmm. of her is used for eternity. Um, yeah. So um, I'm I'm happy about I currently I'm really only collecting like the classic women um, elites like Lita Trish China um, so I'd love to vary that and have did some you? more women. I didn't get the bath yet, no, oh. but it looks gorgeous. Love her. Um. So anyway, but um, yeah. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Oh, I'm excited, Molly. Hi, it's I know. So exclusives here on the Golden Era podcast. Um, I think Trish has a new elite too. She put it up on her website. She's getting a new elite and another thing with China. And I don't like the tag team match when it's coming out with China. I will not be purchasing it. Oh, I pre-ordered two. I have one. I'm gonna get loose, and then I ordered a signed one from Trish's website too. Um, just because it's China, I have to get all China memorabilia. So it, it is a lazy figure, though. I will say that. Until they put out that Judgment Day 2001 two-pack, where we're both going to geek out. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I want it in a custom box. I like it needs to be a it needs to be a ringside exclusive. I'm not excited. Um, and that I wonder what Trisha's gear is going to be in for this elite. I don't. I really have no clue. Um, I hope it's it, a new head, though. I really would love a new head for Trish, but if I had to pick a gear that I would like to see, give me Survivor Series this match with Trish. Ooh, I like, see, I, I'd like that. I'd also like Unforgiven 2006. Um, I, I'm shocked we have not gotten anything with that gear ever. So, but um, I love that figure. But anyway, but anyway, so, um, but Molly, so <laughs> it's, she actually, it's funny because Molly actually just mentioned this in her Hall of Fame speech that was edited. She put the whole version was posted somewhere, and the figure's actually on her shelf behind her with a foam Jack's Women's Championship. She doesn't have a real one. Can someone hook her up? I know. Like, I was like, I was oh. like yeah, I was like, this isn't, no, this isn't right. Get her WWE, send her a fucking championship. Please like, do. Like, come on. She's a Hall of Famer. You cut her right? speech. Yeah, so, give her uh, a belt. Yeah, so anyway, she mentions this figure in her speech, actually, which I believe, I'm probably wrong. Um, a man has probably done it, too. But, like, this is the first time I think a woman has mentioned an action, or anyone has mentioned an action figure in their speech. Lita mentioned her bobblehead. Oh, she did? Okay. All right, I stand corrected. Um, 
So anyway, but Molly mentions her uh, figure in the speech and she's like, I went to Toys R Us to get it. And there were these kids looking at all the figures. And I was like, hey, how about you get Molly Holly? And the kid went, she sucks. (laughs) 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 Poor Molly. Uh, What a shame too. And it's a gorgeous figure too. So she does not suck. Neither does the real Molly. Um, It's, I mean, um, is it actually, you know, I I don't know if it's a gorgeous figure. The face doesn't really look like her, but (laughs) like. Oh, I disagree. I love the figure. That's the reason I've spent so much money trying to get it to my house. See, I've never thought it looked like her. I think the body is great and it's used for Trish Stratus's uh, figures as well. Um, Mm. I love the body. um, And a Lita figure. And Alita, yeah, that's right. That like one based off the the Raw main event, which mm-hmm. is weird because I don't think that fit Lita's body. Not at all. You know, you know which Lita body I liked, and I think they only used it for one. Um, is it off the ropes? The one with the final count head, and she has the green cargo pants on, and like it was supposed to do backflips or something. Oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, the one with the crazy face, though. Yeah, it has the bad head on it. Like, yeah, like that, that face. But uh, if you can't see, it looks like Joey is having a stroke. So It looks um, like Lita's having a stroke. Yeah, poor baby. Um, but anyway, so I don't know. But anyway, but this Molly figure, it is a classic. The pigtails, mine initially fell off not like by choice um she was having a match with ivory and took <gasps> she took the poison ivory and the pigtail fell off so <laughs> mine didn't fall i cut them off i was a horrible human and i regret it they i ended up ripping the other one off and then just making her a heel um yeah so because like i was like well at that time i think i was like going based off of whenever whatever that figure is based off of that is what they were in the division so yeah. if a new figure of them came out, okay, like a new, like China came out, she's a heel now. Oh, new China, she's a face. So like, that's how I decided who is healer face with my figures. Oh, I picked one that was just that person. And then everyone else was a made up creator wrestler. So like, <laughs> so like as soon as a new Lita came out, like my original red suit Lita, her name was Phoenix and she accompanied Ultimo Dragon. That's awesome. I love, see, I paired Lita. Lita was actually a heel for a little bit, so I'm kind of broke my rule. No, so, well, no, I didn't, because S.A. Rios, she was based off, so she was a heel when she debuted. Um, she, no, she was based, I don't know what the hell, but anyway, so she was um, with William Regal, because their gears were similar colors, so. <laughs> I, we need to have, like, a whole action figure podcast We as well. do. We really do. Like, I, the most, like, I think about the storylines I did with Ivory was with Eddie Guerrero because China was in the main event scene, so I didn't want to have her paired with him. Right. So, and their music was Bonnie and Clyde 03 by Jay-Z and Beyonce. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this um, is my favorite thing. <laughs> I miss playing with toys. Um, I should do it again. But anyway, um, but yeah, so Molly Holly, Rulers of the Ring, get it on eBay, but make sure you're sending it to the right address. (laughs) Or you'll hate your life and you'll talk to the post office. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh my gosh. So Joey, where can our listeners find you to send you a Lita figurine? Molly Holly figurine, also a Lita one, whatever you got. You can DM me at Joey underscore Mayberry on Instagram or Twitter. You can also, check me out at joey.mayberry on TikTok. You can see me every single Saturday on Ring the Bell here on YouTube, where I host Ring the Bell Live. 
You can also check me out on my own YouTube channel where I host my show, Tops and Bottoms, where Tommy Purr and I review everything that happens in wrestling each and every week, and it's a chore. <laughs> he is a man on the move. Like, mm-hmm. Joey is, like, basically taking over, like, the wrestling multimedia space, like... And a ring near you. I will be uh, wrestling in Chicago twice this month. You can catch me on May 16th and May 21st here in Chicago. And on June 26th, I will be making my Las Vegas debut at Valley Wrestling. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so exciting. Fingers crossed for gravy. I'm so excited for you. I want some gravy. Give it to me. Give me that gravy. Um, and you can find me guys um, on Instagram at Jake, not Jacob Smith, and on Twitter at Jake isn't Jacob. My name's not Jacob if you're not following along. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can also follow me, not follow me, you can watch me on the Ring the Bell channel um, occasionally on the weekly live shows um, and on Golden Memories, which is also occasionally. I think we have a new one that's edited. I have to talk to DS. Um, and then, I don't. I don't like. Well, actually, I have to talk. I, we're changing that too, probably, because I'm basically doing the same shit I'm doing here. So I'm like, I have more to offer. So I am filming actually a uh, Jacks Pacific um, bone crunching action women's figurine episode. So it's all about the BCA women coming up and how none of them were actually BCAs, but they're awesome because they're all kind of a custom bodies. So we're going to be talking about that, except for Sonny's. Um, <laughs> um, so anyway, but then this is V important guys. You can follow the golden era podcast on golden era underscore podcast on Twitter. Um, but also we're pretty much on every podcast platform, right? Jeremy? Yeah, I believe so. I listen on Spotify. Spotify. Um, yeah, I, I listen on um, Apple Music. Um, I hate the sound of my own voice, so I don't listen that often. I just skim through, so we get to listen. Um, but uh, <laughs> so, so um, but yeah, so if you guys uh, listen on any of these platforms, be sure to share it, subscribe to it, because that is very important. Leave us a rating. Five stars is the best, like any China and Lita match. And it uh, really helps us move up in the power rankings. So, do the you, power ranking. Do you remember that shit? Like, <laughs> yes, I used to be so invested in the power. So, rankings. so was I. And I looked for the single woman who would make it every week. So, <laughs> Trish, Trish at like number twenty-one or something stupid. Like, yep. But yeah, help us move up in those power rankings. Want to get Please some exposure? Do. I love the power. Um, but yeah, no, but that's it for this new um, episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you for welcoming me into the Golden Era family. I'm so excited. Of course. I'm so glad you're here. It's going to be it's gonna be very golden. Really it's going to be... <laughs> I feel like, you know what? Golden shower time. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's so funny because I was thinking about that. And I was just like, not golden showers. But like, I was just like, I wonder like how long it's going to take for like that terminology to come up. And there it is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank I'm you guys crass, so much. I'm sass with a whole lot of ass. It's going to happen. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will see you next week. We'll have a golden week. <laughs>